So, we're going to do, um, we're going to back up and review some things. We're going to talk about some things that we've talked about before, but I, ho- I hope to introduce something not new to you, but deeper to you uh, from some things. Uh, and it's going to be from uh, Matthew six thirteen, in the midst of what we most commonly call uh, the Lord's Prayer, when the disciples asked Jesus to teach them to pray, and He told them. Uh, well, let me just read it to you. I'll start there in uh, Matthew 6, 6. But when you pray, go into your inner room, close your door. Oop, let me back up. Let's go to five. When you pray, you are not to be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and on the street corners so that they may be seen by others. <clears throat> Truly I say to you, they will, they will have their reward in full there. But when you pray, go into your inner room, close your door, and pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees <coughs> excuse me, what is done in secret will reward you. And when you are praying, do not use meaningless repetition as the Gentiles do, for they suppose that they will be heard for their many words. So do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you even ask Him. Pray then in this way, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. And here's what I want to focus on. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. So this is how Jesus taught them to pray. And I'm a, we're going to come back to that, not leading us into temptation, but delivering us from the evil in a moment. And, and explore a little, if we can, a little deeper what Jesus was saying there. <clears throat> If we go back to the understanding of us being created with a body, a soul, and a spirit. You remember we've talked about your body's just a vehicle. It's made out of the dust of the earth. We know from Ecclesiastes that it will return to the dust of the earth. When your your body came alive because God put a piece of himself in it. In your mother's womb, he tucked away an endowment of himself in you. We call that your spirit. (coughs) According to Ecclesiastes, that spirit is going to return to God. One way or another, that spirit that was given to you will return to God. But we also know you were given a soul. Soul often is returned referred to sometimes as the desires or the free will or whatever of man. But your soul, we were all born with our soul driving our body, in charge of our body. The soul is the part of you that Satan and the world, Satan, the schemes of the devil, that old snake, that serpent, uh, the father of all lies, the great deceiver, your soul is the, ac- is the point at which this world has access to you. <clears throat> Typically, your soul t- 
tends to agree with the world. Your spirit, being of God, is in 100% agreement with God. It will always agree with God. But your soul is bent toward the world. And so when Paul was writing and say, work out your salvation with fear and trembling, he was talking about the salvation of your soul. Bringing your soul into submission to your spirit so that it's in agreement. Your spirit doesn't need to be saved because it's guaranteed to go back to God. Your body certainly doesn't need to be saved because it's going, uh, it's going to return to the dust. So the thing in question here is our spirit, is our soul. What's going to happen there? And so that's the focus of this thing. Now let's, you know, we know, we have said before, that the lamb was slain before the foundations of the earth. So before God created man, he took care of sin. He slay the lamb before the foundations of the earth. So he recognized that man, because he was all-knowing, he knew man was going to sin and fall and was going to need to be redeemed, restored, reconciled to him. <clears throat> so he, in the heavenlies, he slay the lamb before the beginning of time. Then, he, then in the natural, Jesus Christ, Jesus, the Christ, was slain on the cross on Calvary, you know, 2,000 years ago. The purpose of his, of this sacrifice was that blood was required from a lamb who was without spot and blemish, the very one that the, the Messiah, the Meshach, the Son of God, the one who would come and atone for our sins, <clears throat> as identified by John the Baptist under the direction of God his Father, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the earth. This was the full declaration about Jesus. Jesus' sacrifice on the cross was the atonement for our sins, for all of mankind's sins. Both those who receive Christ and those who don't. The atonement was made, it's there, available to everyone for their sins in order to be reconciled to God our Father. And we, and we know that through the uh, blood of Jesus Christ, it says that Scripture tells us that our sins are removed from us as far as the east is from the west. So our sins have been totally removed. Not an issue with God anymore. <clears throat> Scripture also tells us that God was in Christ Jesus reconciling the world to himself. So it's clear that what this whole purpose has been <clears throat> was God wanted to reconcile man to himself. He, he took care of everything that was necessary to do it in order uh, to bring man into reconciliation with him. Understand this, we define reconciliation by reconciling your checkbook, like reconciling your checkbook. You make your checkbook agree with the standard, which is the bank. In this reconciliation, we come into agreement with God. It is Jesus died that we might have access to our Father in heaven and be reconciled to Him to think and be just like Him. Be holy because your Father is holy. That, this is the, the thing of salvation. <clears throat> so... 
What is this all that's going on that we get saved and we still sin? What is this going on that we get saved and we're not like our Father yet? Well, in many circles, they start talking about a process. Some people refer to it as uh, perfecting. Some people refer to it as sanctifying. I most commonly refer to it as maturing. When you're born again, when, when, when you encounter Jesus Christ, let's go back and, you know, Scripture says, no one comes to the Father except by the Son. There's one way to the Father in heaven. That's Jesus Christ. There's no other way. No one can come unto God except through Jesus Christ. Everything else is another gospel. It's a false gospel destined to deceive man and, and condemn him to being apart from God. No way to come other than through the Son. But no one comes to the Son unless the Father draws him. So this is all under the sovereignty of God. Everything's happening. But when we come to Christ, when God draws us, woos us at whatever point, some people young, some people old, but at whatever point God woos us to Christ and we accept that salvation and our sins are covered with the blood of Christ, removed as far as the east is to the west, we are what we call born again, and we're born from above. Baptism usually is, is somewhere along here that represents the death and burial of the old man and the acknowledgement of being born from above. When you're born from above, you're born in a spiritual state, much like your original birth in a natural state. You're born as an infant. In Scripture, it's referred to as a napios. Uh, no. Yeah, a napios. A napios, a padeon, a technon, a neoniscus, and a huios. These are the five stages of sonship. Born as an infant, uh, very immature, very, with a great deal of lack of understanding of the things of God, but it's where we start. But the goal of God is that we mature into the huios. We know from the book of Hebrews that the huios is the exact representation of his Father in heaven. A fully matured son of God will exactly represent God our Father. <clears throat> from God our Father's standpoint, this was his desire. This was the very reason he created mankind. He desired that his image be reflected in the earth by mankind. Big argument between him and Satan. Why can't the angels do that? We should get that. I should be the heir, not mankind. <clears throat> but God's intent was that the purpose of creation was to see his glory displayed through vessels in the earth known as mankind who have matured into the huios. So what we're seeing happen, <clears throat> if sin is no longer a problem for God because He's covered it, He's dealt with it, He's forgiven it, once and for all, all sins have been forgiven. So what is He doing? As we've discussed previously, God, uh, Satan, first off, has no access to you except by that authority that God gives him. We know this from the book of Job. When, 
when Satan petitioned God for, well, God kind of sicked Satan on Job, said, have you considered my servant Job? You know, have you noticed him? But, but Satan requested uh, access to Job. We also know that Jesus told Peter that your enemy has asked to sift you three times. And so Satan has to get access to us. So why would God give Satan access to us? <clears throat> well, the purpose is when we were born again, our soul was not absolutely put to death at that point. The influence of the soul is still there. So now you have the soul and the spirit battling over who's going to drive the car. Paul says it this way, I do what I don't want to do, and I don't do what I want to do. I want to, I want to be spiritual, but I fail. And I don't want to be soulish, but I still do it. I still go that way, and I let my soul rule. And so this is, this is the working out of our salvation, this bringing that soul under submission to, the, to our spirit is the critical thing. <clears throat> When God allows Satan to tempt us, it reveals what's in our soul, what needs to be dealt with in our soul. And we are, uh, we'll fall to that. The Holy Spirit most commonly will come and convict us at that point. If you repent, some of that will come out. We do this over and over and over enough until it's all gone. If you remember, it said that Satan came to Jesus and he could find nothing in him to be tempted. No matter what Satan did, it had no effect on Jesus because there was nothing in Jesus that could be tempted. If we, I was thinking about this. I was, Sam Solon's doing a series on the schemes of the devil, and I was listening to that, and I thought about this example, and I flipped on his, his, his recording the next morning, and he used the exact same one. Uh, if you imagine how a magnet works with metal, if I had a magnet here, it wouldn't have any impact on this wood. But if I go to that pole, it's going to attach to it. If I go to the, Tommy's camera, it's going to attach to it. If I come to y'all's table, it won't. What's the difference? What, is, what makes a magnet do this and not do it over there? Well, in this table, there's nothing for it to be attracted to. There's no metal in it, so there's nothing for it to be attracted to. That's kind of the way we are with these temptations. If there's, if there's uh, envy, jealousy, greed, anger, whatever it is in us, when Satan comes with that temptation, we'll be attracted to it. Now, God's goal in the huyas is to get us to where there is nothing in us at all. Nothing that Satan can tempt at all. Be holy because your Father is holy. Rid yourself. We talked about it a few weeks ago when Hezekiah came back <clears throat> to the temple and he had the, the priest bring out all the filth and decay and give to the Levites for them to haul to the dump grounds was getting rid of everything in the temple that did not look like God so that His glory could be seen. Now don't let it be lost on you. Remember that Jesus Christ in John when He was preparing to leave, part of His prayer was, 
Father, I'm going to return to you and I'm going to, I want the glory that I had with you before the beginning of time. But the glory that I've had here on earth, I'm going to leave with these and with everyone who comes to know you by their testimony. Fully intending for the glory of God to be left with mankind. <clears throat> the desire of God is that the vessels that His glory is going to reside in have to be, if you will, crystal clear. They have to be... Uh, they cannot taint, damage, change the reflection of that glory. So imagine yourself as a crystal glass and the smudges being removed so that God's glory can come into us and we can properly carry His glory. We've been talking about this since last September. Preparing ourselves to carry the glory of God in the earth today. That's what we want to do. So if we look at in the Lord's Prayer, what was Jesus saying? Well, he said, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. The temptation is how what's in us gets revealed. And that's one side of it. But he's saying, don't just lead us into temptation. Don't lead us into temptation. Deliver us from everything that's not of you that's in me. Do a better thing. Don't just lead us into temptation and reveal it. Deliver us from this evil so that it not, will not restrain your ability to put your glory in us. Remove from us all the filth, all the decay, everything that's not like you, Father, so that we might adequately and appropriately reflect the portion of the glory of God that you have given us, that you intend to give us. This would be the huyah state of sonship, bringing forth uh, the glory of God in a manner that would be an exact representation of Him. Now, once again, no one of us is going to be all of God, but all that we are should be God. Everything that we, that's where he's trying to bring us to. Now we're in a time where learning to discern the schemes of the devil is critical. Uh, however close we are, or at whatever point of the last days we're in, it's critical because the mountain of the Lord will not rise with infants. The glory of God cannot be carried in infants. The glory of God has to be carried in huiases. Can't even be carried in technons. Technons is the middle stage of, of uh, reconciliation or maturity, uh, middle stage of maturity. And it's, that's dealing with God as your provision and your protection. Coming to a place of trusting Him and leaning on Him. But a huias stage is that exact representation of God. That's what he has to mature us into. And the mountain of the Lord cannot rise up on the backs of technons. Uh, the next stage is a neoniscus. That's young men. They're the overcomers of Satan. That's, that's what I'm talking about. How do we overcome the schemes of the devil in order to adequately and exactly represent God our Father uh, and His glory, the glory He intended to bring to us? 
That's the we are stage. That's what we're doing. That's what Jesus was praying about here. Deliver us from evil. Take everything out of us. You know, when you, we, many uh, church groups practice deliverance where they r remove demonic influence from your life. That's what he's talking about here. Deliver us from evil. Take everything out of me. Take all the filth, all the decay, anything that's not of you. Remove it from me so that I might be available for you, Father, to use as you see fit to carry whatever portion of your glory you want me to carry. It's not I, but Christ who lives within me. Christ was in God and God was in Him. And that's what Jesus prayed for us. Father, may they be one as you are one. Me and you and you and me. May we be in them. Why? So that the world might know that you sent me. So that the world might know you better, Father. May they carry your glory, this glory I'm leaving with them, may they carry it in such a manner that the world might know both you and I, that you sent me and I came here under your authority. When he said, lead us not into temptation, he was not saying, keep temptation away from me. He was saying, do a better thing. Remove anything in me that might be subject to temptation. That's the better goal. Be free so that when Satan comes and he finds nothing in you, he'll leave you totally alone. When he comes and tempts us, there's nothing in us that will act like a magnet to sin. Nothing that will be attracted to it. No, no greed, no envy, no whatever you want to pick. None of those things will be in us that we will go and do that. <clears throat> I'll close on one more thing. And because this is, the, this is the schemes of the devil. We, we are seeing in our time a clear division between the kingdom of light and the kingdom of darkness. The kingdom of God our Father, the kingdom of the world. Satan has a certain level of influence in the world that, that has been endowed to him by God that he can use to reveal these things in us. But you as the sons of God are being called to represent the kingdom of heaven. Something, a kingdom that is not of this earth. But it goes, it, it goes a little farther. And this is where this thing has to be revealed in us. Scripture says, John says, Love not the world nor the things of the world. For if the love of the world is in you, the love of God is not. This is the problem. This is what has to come out. If we are contaminated with the desires of the world, His glory cannot invade that vessel. The vessel has to be purified and cleansed and matured and, and clean from any distortion so that when God's glory comes into us, it can be seen accurately and clearly by those of the world. God's desire is to fill each and every one of us with His glory so that all of mankind, that none might perish, that none of mankind might perish, so that the goodness of God can be seen in mankind. This is the mountain of the Lord that is to arise in the last day. 
This is the house of God. This is the kingdom of God that is within you that can be seen by the whole world. This is the purpose, this is the desire, the original intent, as we call it, of God our Father. So I say, deliver us from evil. Father, remove everything. Have your Holy Spirit purge from us anything that's not like you. Anything that is not reconciled or in agreement with God our Father. Have it removed from us so that we'll have no desire, no attraction for the things of the world. Okay? All right, we've got to go before we get in trouble with Travis.